Shalom, and welcome to Heretics Standing at Sinai, a podcast for those in or adjacent to the Jewish community who are searching for a place to deepen their spirituality without sacrificing their rationality. I am Rabbi J. Tel Rav, and I've served as the spiritual leader of Temple Sinai in Stamford, Connecticut for the last 10 years. Each week, we will have a conversation for around 20 to 30 minutes about a new way to exist in the world as an intentional presence, making your lives mean something. Whether you've been exploring Jewish spirituality for years, or this is your first time considering it, we're glad you're here and hope you'll want to return. Here's what you can expect each time you stop in. We'll take a look at one section of text each time, I'll share some thoughts, and we will be inviting guests to join me to have a conversation about them. The name, Heretics Standing at Sinai, is an expansion on an idea that I learned from Rabbi J. Michelson on a podcast called Judaism Unbound. There, he explains that the word heretic comes from the Latin, meaning to choose, and it is by definition an opinion which disagrees with or conflicts with those who generally accept something as being authoritative, proper, or correct. In other words, a heretic is a person who's applied their own intellect and experience of the world to emerge with their own truth that explains the universe. This is a long-winded way of stating that heretics standing at Sinai is for people who are brave enough to explore the space which may diverge from the teachings of your childhood Sunday school teacher about God, traditions, myths, and the purpose of Judaism. For example, one who doesn't keep kosher because they're not interested or doesn't want to is not a heretic. On the other hand, a person who understands the basis in history around kashrut and then intentionally eats a cheeseburger because they believe it's an important action that cuts through the baggage of tradition, allowing them to be more genuinely accessible of their spirituality, that person is making a thoughtful choice based on belief and might therefore be called a heretic. Heretics have a conception of what religion is. It just differs from the definition of the fundamentalists. In other words, those who have thoughtfully constructed a Jewish life that is built on one's own beliefs and interpretation of tradition can be called a heretic. And what's more, I'll suggest that we should all hope to be heretics. This responsibility falls on the shoulders of members of the progressive Jewish community to engage with their own choices and to emerge proudly defiant with nobody to demand they do otherwise because their choices are based on belief. To begin with, the format of this podcast is going to use a book called Hidden Secrets by Rami Shapiro. Let me give you a few words about the author. Shapiro is considered a Zen rabbi, a holy rascal, and a 32nd degree mason. He's been initiated into the Ramakrishna order of Vedanta Hinduism, He's a lecturer, a mystic, an author, and he speaks to the perennial wisdom of the world religions, which are directed towards spiritual seekers of every faith and none, and he's been doing this for 40 years. He said this, To me, religions are like languages. No language is true or false. 
All languages are of human origin. Each language reflects and shapes the civilization that speaks it. There are things you can say in one language that you cannot say or cannot say as well in another. And the more languages you learn, the more nuanced your understanding of life becomes. Judaism, he says, is my mother tongue. Yet, in matters of the spirit, I strive to be multilingual. In the end, however, the deepest language of the soul is silence. Shapiro introduced me to the idea of perennial wisdom in his book, Holy Rascals. He says, perennial wisdom isn't unique to any specific system of thought or belief, but rather a set of teachings common to all of them. Each articulation of perennial wisdom takes on the flavor of the system in which it rests. Sometimes we mistake the flavor for the substance, which leads us to imagine differences where none exists. Christians may say the truth one way, Jews another, Buddhists, Hindus. They all have their own way of expressing these perennial truths. In other words, perennial wisdom is that which goes on forever and links across forms. It's at the core of all religions, but it's owned by none of them. Here's a quick summary of what he says are the four truths of perennial wisdom. These are my words. First of all, there's a divine reality underneath and inherent in the world of things. And humans are expressions of this. We are a part of it. We're not separate. Second, there is in the human soul a natural capacity to know this through our experiences. We do not have to be taught to see this oneness. It's obvious when we look for it. Some call this divine, but the names don't matter. You can call it the universe, truth, science, ultimate love, God, or the oneness of all. But when you look at the universe, you see how you fit into it all. Here's the third. Once we admit this, it naturally gives rise internally to an ethic of compassion towards and a relationship with all things. This will naturally lead us to a sense of obligation that we seek to fulfill. And the final element of perennial wisdom is that the final goal of existence is full acceptance and integration of these truths. This is the purpose of our lives, dissolving our individual selves into and experiencing union with this divine reality. So now, let's turn to Open Secrets. It's a collection of fictional letters that were supposed to have been discovered many years after the death of the main character's grandfather. After leaving the old country, his grandfather maintained a written correspondence with the rabbi he left behind. He asks questions that we don't get to read because we only have Rabbi Yerachmiel's responses. And in this way, we have this engaging delivery of Rabbi Shapiro's message. He creates a character who comfortably stands outside the norms of his time. And as we imagine Rabbi Yerachmiel's life, we might relate to how it feels to think differently than we feel we're supposed to think. I'll say more about this after the introduction and in future episodes, but for now, let's open the text 
and hear the introduction to the book Hidden Secrets by Rami Shapiro. Whenever I'm asked to conjure up an image of the classic East European Jew in America, I think instantly of my father's father, my Zaidi. It was he who sent me on the path of Yiddishkeit, that is, Jewish living and learning. It was he who rooted me in the tradition that shapes the person I've become, and yet he intended none of this. As far back as I can recall, he was simply an old man struggling to make sense of his life in the context of his faith and tradition. Zadie dressed in black. Black pants, dark suspenders, white shirt with a bow tie and a black jacket. My most cogent image of him is seated on a hard wood bench built into a corner of his whitewashed apartment, reading from a worn, cracked black leather notebook. The pages of the book were yellowed and tattered. Pieces of brittle paper often flaked off as he turned pages. Zadie would carefully gather these up and stuff them into the book close to the binding. Along with these flakes, a host of other paper scraps stuck out from the book at odd angles. Zadie kept the book in his jacket pocket. I imagine it never left his side. And while he read it often, he shared it with no one. I'd always assumed it was an old book of psalms. When Zadie died at the age of 99, I was studying at Hebrew Union College in Jerusalem. I did not fly home to attend the funeral and was not around when my father disposed of his father's things. The black notebook disappeared. Two decades later, while rummaging through some family stuff in my parents' basement, I came across a shoebox filled with some of Zadie's things. In it was the black notebook. I recognized it instantly and was flooded with images of Zadie poring over its tightly inked pages. I took it upstairs, sat in the living room by the bay window, and opened the book. It was not a book of psalms. Zadie's notebook contained a series of letters from his grandfather's Rebbe, Yerachmiel ben Yisrael. My great-grandfather, Aaron Herschel, had been a chassid of Rabbi Yerachmiel somewhere in Russia. I know very little of my family's history. I know nothing about Reb Yerachmiel, nor could I find him listed in any study of Hasidism. All I know about him is these letters and the many sayings of his that my great-grandfather had scribbled on bits of paper and stuffed into this book. The letters are addressed to Aaron Herschel. Reb Yerachmiel appears to be responding to questions my great-grandfather posed to him in writing. The issues raised are perennial, the nature of God, the purpose of creation, the reason for evil, suffering, and death. But the answers? Reb Yerachmiel was a thinker outside the boundaries of normative Judaism. His Judaism must have been exceedingly radical for his day. Yet today, it speaks powerfully to those of us seeking a new understanding of Torah for a postmodern time. It is because of this that I've taken the time to translate these letters into English and present them in book form. I present Reb Yerachmiel's letters without notes or comment and without my great-grandfather's initial queries that, sadly, never were preserved. My aim is to produce the letters in a manner that allows the reader to encounter them just as my Zadie did. While I admit that this is a contemporary translation, I believe I have remained faithful to the original. 
All I have added are chapter and verse to Reb Yerachmiel's biblical and Talmudic references. Zadie was forever reading and rereading these short letters from Reb Yerachmiel, and I find myself doing the same. The more I read, the more I find the gentle wisdom for which I and so many others hunger. I ask that you read these letters at least twice, once to become familiar with style and vocabulary, and a second time to allow his wisdom to permeate your own efforts to make sense of what is a spiritually confused and confusing world. I've read this book now several times, and I find that the presentation of ideas is compelling. It speaks to my own experience of the world, and it's been really meaningful, which is why I use this format to try and deliver the ideas to those of you who might otherwise not have the time or take the initiative to expose yourself to them. I look forward to this being a conversation, both during sessions with another person and between sessions through conversations with you. You can write me, call me, set up a meeting, whatever sounds right. And then... If you really feel moved by what you're hearing, I hope you'll choose to join me for an episode and be my guest as we go through another chapter of Reb Yerachmiel's fictitious letters and the discussion that emerges as a result of them. Until next time, all you heretics out there, stand proud. <laughs>